Hey, welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Well, it is traditional every year that after the Noosa Triathlon, I tell you a story and uh, release some great revelation out of that. And uh, this year is no exception. And, uh, and uh, so here we go. I don't know what it is, but when we stretch ourselves, God speaks to us. It's interesting that God is always in the stretch. I think our... our, our um, Youth Pastor Ben said that once before. He says, God will meet you in the stretch. And uh, this year, um, I had the privilege of doing it with five people from this church. There were five of us. A lot of years I've, I've been doing it on my own, but this year there were five of us. And it was a real privilege to do it with us. And we, we had a few battles along the way. I was battling and another guy was battling with the flu. Um, one of them was battling with cramps. One of them had a defibrillator in his chest. Uh, one of the other guys was battling with the fact that there were no mirrors in the transition. And, uh, yes. So he had to, it took him twice as long as everyone else because he was talking to the other athletes, finding out if he looked okay to go out on the next leg. But uh, we encouraged each other before the race. We had, a bit, we had to all get there at 4.45 in the morning and set up our kit and then, and then sit around for three hours before our legs started and uh, our, our race started and so we encouraged each other and then off we went and uh, it, it, it's interesting we were doing it there and we were all together yet we all had to run our own race I couldn't do the run leg for someone else unfortunately no one could do the swim leg for me which um, just let's just note that the swim leg was 100 metres longer than it should have been this year which I've already sent a complaint letter through <laughs> Yet we all believed in each other. We were to get, we were indifferent. We, did, we barely didn't even see each other on the course, yet we believed in each other and we encouraged each other and we supported each other through the journey, through the race. And uh, here's the thing about the race. Here's why we knew, I knew that all of those guys were going to finish their race. All of those guys were going to do well. Do you know why? Because we prepared together. And it's the same in life, isn't it? We've all got to run our own race. I can't, I can't live your life for you. You can't live my life for me. But we can prepare together so that when we go out, we have confidence that we're going to do well. The Bible talks that about raising children. It says, raise up your child in the ways of God. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. And you can have confidence in that because, uh, because you prepared together. Hey, they may go on a, an, an excursion. I went on an excursion when I was, when I was uh, in my late teens and early 20s. But, you know, but it didn't depart. I didn't depart from it. I had, a play, I had a play for a while, but I didn't depart from it. And I just want to encourage some of you parents this morning that, that as, you, as you raise your children and as they discover life and as they look for their own independence and as they do those things, keep praying for them. Keep trusting that they will not depart from the deposit that you put in their lives. 
Some of us take a little bit longer to, to get back than others. If you're ever want, if you ever looking for, for peace in that area, you should, can ring up my mother and, and she can talk to you about the tears and the sweat that they, and the prayers that they put up towards God for, for one or two or five or six years where I was... Uh... You see, the race is simply the fruit of the training. The race is simply the fruit of the training. So I recognise a sixth person on that day. There's a guy who will be making some coffees for you after church named Ross. He didn't run the race. He stayed at home. He's probably crying into his pillow until till 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what he was doing, but he prepared with us. He was there every week training with us all the way through. And uh, he wasn't there on the day, but he, he had confidence that we were going to do well because he prepared with us. Isn't it interesting when you spend, when you do life with each other, when they go out, when, you, when your kids go down to schoolies, when, you're, when you're, um, someone goes on a mission trip, when they get a new job, when they leave home, you have a confidence because you prepared together. Why don't you turn in your Bibles to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. This week, we're adding a new thing to our faith. We've been, this whole year, we've been adding to our faith. And this week, we're about to start adding some brotherly kindness to our lives. Who needs a little bit more brotherly kindness? Would you like your wife to give you a little bit more brotherly kindness, husbands? Yes, Mr. <laughs> we're adding to godliness. Thank you, Mr. Fuller, our senior elder. I don't know where to go from there. Okay, here we go. Here's, here's, here are the things that we've been adding to our faith. 2 Peter 1, 5 to 7. It says, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, this week, we're adding brotherly kindness. Say to the person next to you, brotherly kindness. This is the race. This is the race, is to, be, to, have, to have brotherly kindness, you know, and... and let me tell you this, it's, no person can do it for you. Nobody else can love anyone on your behalf. Only you can love them. So you need to do it. You need to add it to your life. You need to add it to, to, to your faith. We need to add these things. No one can do it for you, but you can prepare together. You can prepare for it together. You see, here's the challenge. If you turn up to the Noosa Tri without preparation you're probably going to hit the wall. I heard a story from, from one, of our, one of the guys from here, Ash, who, who, um, who, was, who was riding the bike leg, and 200 metres as he went over the Sheridan Bridge there, just about to come into the, to the finish line of the bike leg, there was a guy in front of him who got the wobbles, and he ran over a witch's hat, and, and he thought, that was a bit odd, he, he lost control there, and then, then he ran over two more witch's hats, swung one way, swung the other way, went straight through all of the runners, and hit the wall, literally. We have a feeling that, we don't know the guy, but we think that he may have not prepared well enough for the event. Sometimes we go into brotherly kindness like that, don't we? We're not prepared to love. If I'm not prepared to love you with brotherly kindness, sometimes if you don't love me back, I might hit the wall. 
See, we need to prepare when we go into loving someone. When I come into loving you, I need to be able to deposit that love and then walk away and be completely content that I've loved you with brotherly kindness. And if you give it back, that's your deal. You know, it's thank you if you do, but it's your deal, isn't it? It's your, it's, it's, it's your heart for God to, to love someone. And we don't want to live our life of love simply out of the response to those who already love us. That's what we do to God. God says, you can only love me because I loved you first. Sometimes so some of those people in your life who, 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 who aren't loving you, sometimes the key to them is you give them permission to love by loving them first. You sow the seeds of love in their lives. We saw that in the youth with Ben and Melinda, sowing the seeds of love into our youth. And now these youth are growing up loving God. See, the first thing you need to do is you need to, if you're going to be in the triathlon, that is, you need to enter the race. If you're interested in being in next year's 2017 Noosa Triathlon, forget it, it's sold out already. It sells out within, the, within a day. It's all over. If you're not entered, here's what happens. You don't have the authority and you don't have the support to run. You can rock up on the day. You can be fit. You can be healthy. You can be prepared on one angle. But if you haven't entered the race, you don't get to run. You don't get to swim. You don't get to cycle. You don't get to be a part of it. And here's the thing with us in our faith. The first thing we need to do is we need to enter the kingdom of God. We need to give our life to the king of all kings. Have you ever spoken to someone who says, look, I've lived a good life. I've been good to people. I, I, you know, I've, I've behaved well. I've, I've contributed to society. You know, these guys are fit and healthy and good people, but they haven't entered the race. The first thing we need to do is secure our position in the race before we start practicing and exercising, adding things to our faith. You notice in the first, the first verse, you know, the first verse we read in Second uh, Peter, one verse one. He says this, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. So I suggest to you this morning, I put the definition up there, that brotherly kindness is simply this. It's the fruit of the revelation that you have a spiritual family. See, brotherly kindness isn't a specific set of criteria that you need to enact out to each other. It's the fruit of recognising that someone is part of your spiritual family. Brotherly kindness. I need to see you as my brother or sister before I can give you brotherly kindness. And I can only see you as my brother or sister if I know that we've both met the king of all kings and given our lives to him. We need to enter the race. A lot of times we focus on, on people's gifts, don't we? One of the battles that we have in church is because church is so event-driven these days, we go, wow, that person's gifted. Wow, isn't Jamie an amazing singer? You know, isn't Greg, he doesn't have such beautiful tones? You know, isn't, isn't you know, Joshua magnificent looking? You know, isn't whatever, whatever the things are, you know, whatever the things are that we think are, are, are gifts, we get caught in them. We get caught in whether someone's very kind. But we need to focus more on the preparation than we do on the race. Because when you get to the race, whoever you are at that point, that's what's going to happen. So when we look at someone's life, when we look at someone's presentation, when we see Greg worshipping God up here, we don't say, wow, you're amazing. We say, 
what, were you, what have you been doing these last years of your life? How have you been preparing so that you've got a heart of worship that glorifies God? These are the things that, these are the things that we need to know. We, we, you know. I don't go, how did you get so fast? I go, tell me how you prepared for the race. And then it goes on, verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And then it goes on, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now, there's a key word in there, and the word is knowledge. I'll put it in yellow up there just in case you... You, you uh, didn't rec- pick that up. And here's, here's, there's, there's, the Bible uses two Greek words for knowledge. One is gnosis or gnosis, depending on, how you, depending on what uh, suburb you're from. Now, gnosis or gnosis is, is normal knowledge when we learn. But that's not the one that it uses here. It's using one called epinosis. Epinosis. And it's, it's different, isn't it? One is about, is about gaining, you know, gaining knowledge or knowing Jesus. The other one, it's different. This knowledge here, it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Right? Here's what it means. It means as we recognize God and we acknowledge what we've recognized. You see, when I enter the triathlon, the first thing I need to do is recognize that the race is a, is a race and you, you've got to actually swim around these boys and do these things. You know? And I acknowledge that I recognize it by actually stepping in and doing those things. And here's the thing with, with, the, with the grace and the peace and the divine power of God, it's as we recognize and acknowledge God that we get to access his grace and his peace and his power. You see, it's more than just knowing it. It's more than just reading the book. If you read the book, you know, that's the beginning of it. How do we, know, how do we recognize something? We need, to, we need to learn about it first. We rec- how do we recognize? We learn about something and then we begin to see it around us. Hey, if you're, if you're a botanist, you know, you learn all the great names for the plants. When I was over in the Solomon Islands... Um, Matthias Leek, our, our, one of our fearless elders, he knows all the names of the trees. All, and he would point out, ah, oh, that's the yada yada tree. And, the, um, and I'd go, yeah, whatever. And he'd, you know, he'd talk about, I'd, to me, there's pine and there's hardwood. They're the two types of trees that are out there. And, uh, but because he's learnt, he can now recognise. You see, when, with God, first thing we need to do is, we, what does God sound like? Well, he sounds like his word. You know, how do we recognize God? We get to know him. We get to know him by, by learning. Then we begin to recognize. How do we acknowledge? We take action. We recognize through learning. We, ta- we acknowledge by taking action. goes on. And here's the thing for life. Can you just give me like three more minutes? Beautiful Morgan. Let's give Morgan a hand. Thank you. Can I have three more minutes? I know Marcus, he didn't, ask for the, he didn't ask for that a few weeks ago. I'm asking. We recognise by learning, we acknowledge by action. Hey, to be in the race of life, to be able to love someone with brotherly kindness, what do you need? You need grace, you need peace, and you need his power. 
We need grace, we need peace in his power so that we can actually love each other properly. Because who knows, when you, when you give brotherly love to someone, it's different every time. Sometimes you give brotherly love by encouraging. Sometimes you give brotherly love by, by creating boundaries. Hey, if you, you give brotherly love to your children by putting up a pool fence and not letting them go past a certain point. But if they fall over and cut their knee, you give them brotherly love by helping them deal with their pain. So brotherly love, the fruit of the revelation that we're spiritual family. The thing that we need to pray for, the thing that we need to seek God for is the, is the revelation that we are spiritual family. The first thing that I need to see is that you are my brother and you are that, my sister. And, and, and what does that tell me? It tells me that we are equals before God. If we, read, if we look briefly at Colossians 3, 12 and 13, it says this. We can unpack brotherly kindness very quickly. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. The key to brotherly kindness, recognize and acknowledge recognize the God in each other. Acknowledge. I acknowledge today that God is in you and he created you and he created you for an amazing thing, for a good thing and he's doing a work in your heart and he wants me to be your brother right now and to bless you in what he's doing in your life, not what I think you should be doing with your life. So first thing we do is we recognize, one, that we're the elect of God. You know, we are... The way that we understand that we're brothers and sisters and that we're equal before God is that we understand that we were, we were chosen by him. We did not earn it in any way. Because there's some really, really amazing, well-behaved, good people in our church. But they're no more saved than you and I. There's some, you know, there's some, there's some shockers in, in this church. You know, and the, you know, the, the chief of all the shockers is here. Many of you have had to... Put your hand up if you've had to forgive me at some point. Come on. And all of the rest of you lying, obviously. We, you know, we, we, need, we need to understand that we're all broken and we all need forgiveness. Hey. We need to forgive each other. And the only way that we can do that is we know that God has forgiven us. He says, freely you have received. Now what? Freely give. Second thing, brethren, we're equal before God. He says, the elect of God, brethren, equal before God, holy. Doesn't mean separate in behavior. It means separate for him. We separate ourselves. We separate our hearts for his work. We don't separate our bodies. We don't start a commune out, out in, out in um, Boring Point or wherever people sit at communes. Just kidding. Do those people live out there? But we... we separate our hearts we stay present but we separate our hearts and then he calls us beloved greatly loved here's the thing that 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 we recognize we learn that we're chosen that we haven't earned our salvation we recognize that we are all brothers and sisters equal before god we recognize that we were separated for him for a purpose not from from a behavioral standard and then we also understand that we recognize that we are greatly loved not just loved we're beloved we're greatly loved so now that we've recognized things we acknowledge them freely you have received freely you give 
Next slide. How do we acknowledge people? Who knows what's going to be required? Sundays it's mercy, Sundays it's kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering and forgiveness. Or you could just say this, what Christ has given to me, I'm going to give to my family. That's the takeaway. What Christ has given to me, I'm going to give to my family. How do we do it? You can come up now, Morgan. Let's give Morgan a hand as she comes up. Romans 12, 10 says this, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honour, giving preference to one another. You see, when we recognise God in each other, how do we acknowledge it? We acknowledge it by honouring God in them. I see God in you. 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 If you don't see God in someone, then you're not looking hard enough. Because we're all created in the image of God. If you say, I can't see God in someone, you need to, you need to dig deeper into God. It means you're not fully prepared. See, some, sometimes we, we go, I haven't got enough brotherly kindness. What you've done is too offensive to me. We need to go back and prepare. We need to go back and we need to begin to learn how to recognise God in each other. We can recognise good behaviour quite easily. We can recognise nice words quite easily. But we need to recognise the goodness of God, the work that he's doing. And sometimes you've got to go past the outer layer and see what God's doing in people's lives. Tell me more about your life. Tell me more about what you're walking through. Tell me more about, about what God's speaking to you about. And then you can be their brother or sister. Then you can bring brotherly kindness to their life. Then it becomes fruit. You notice how, you know, fruit is fruit. Christian gave an amazing... If you didn't hear Christian's message last week, you need to download it. It was was killer in a good way. It's not about seeing something to love. It's not about looking for something lovable. It's about acknowledging the creation of God. Why don't you stand with me this morning? First thing you've got to do is be in the race. Second thing you've got to do is have the ability to recognise God. And the third thing you've got to do is take some action. Get in the race. Prepare. Take some action. Question this morning that for each of you is where are you? Where are you in the big three? Are you entered into the race? If you've entered into the race and, you, and you're still struggling, maybe there's some preparation involved. Maybe you need some of the peace, some of the grace, and some of the power of God. So you need some of those injections so that when you add brotherly kindness to your life, you add it on his terms, not on your terms. And then you can take some action. I love people who take action. I love it when I see the gospel being lived out. See, on Sunday, we come together and we celebrate who God is and we celebrate each other. We love God and we love people. Why do we do that? Because we're preparing to go and take 
action and acknowledge him in our lives. We don't acknowledge God in here. We learn how to recognize God in here and we acknowledge him out there in our day-to-day lives. So this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, some of you know that you're not in the race. Some of you haven't chosen Christ as your saviour. You haven't accepted him as Lord and saviour of your life. And this morning, we're simply going to ask you to do this one thing. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Not going to embarrass you in any way. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand and say, I want to get in the race. I want to choose Christ as my saviour because I want to live this life of, with his peace and with his grace and with his power. You see, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So the first thing we need to do is we need to know him. If that's you this morning, why don't you raise your hand? Thank you, Father. One more scan. Thank you, Lord. And for those of you, for those of you who need some encouragement in recognizing God, for those of you who, who want to acknowledge God more, but you, you, you haven't had the confidence, or if that's you this morning, why don't you put your hand on your heart and let me pray with you? Let me pray life. Let me pray confidence and boldness. The Lord says, boldly enter my throne of grace. So this morning, Father, with every heart that has a hand on it, Lord, I ask that your blessing be upon them, Lord. I ask that you would open the eyes of their understanding, that they may see clearly, that they may see you. And as they look at those around them, that they may see you. Lord, give us the ability to recognize our family. Give us the ability to to recognize our brothers and sisters in you so that we can love them properly, Lord. So that we can encourage, so that we can exhort, so that we can set free, so that we can speak life, so that we can challenge and inspire and do those things that you've called us to do to each other. Father, we give you permission this morning to open up our hearts and do surgery on us, Lord. For every heart, Lord, that has a hand on it, I speak the surgery of heaven on it right now in the mighty name of Jesus fresh hope fresh vision and Lord as we all go out of this place Lord we go with the boldness to acknowledge you in everything that we do Lord Lord we 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 thank you father that you open our eyes as we worship together as we gather but as we go Lord we acknowledge you in the mighty name of Jesus And all the people of God said together, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand.